0: Look at us now, tip to
1: tip. This is our life, this is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Oh, yeah, that sound of Friday art evasperating through your ear hole. Yes, I just created an award. Hey, this is the award-winning Morning Combat, the best damn combat sports show Period. Yes, Friday, August 4th, 2023. I hear a tremendous echo in my ear yeah, hole. tons of echo. I am your hostess with the s Yes, one half of this fantastic duo. This award nominated, by the way, for the third straight year World MMA Awards. BC, the BC, but there's a lot of letters involved, but basically the translation is American Alpha, Brian Campbell. Thank you very much. My partner in crime, though, as I come to you from this secluded basement with a basket and a bottle of lotion in the basket. Uh, shout out, Silence of the Lambs. Luke Thomas, everybody. Luke, we're fixing our sound issues, but we are ready to rock on this Friday. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? And that's overtly pathetic.
0: Uh, I don't feel quite as bad as you, although the doublespeak is already making me nauseous. Having to hear from you twice is really more than I can my stomach can tolerate. But I will say that, uh, listen, hey, I tell you what, I tell you what, it's not Spence Crawford Fight Week, you know, they can't all be this big, but you got a little tasty treat with uh, one tonight, PFL, if you're bored, (laughs) I guess is the best way to put it. Sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but that's really kind of what it is. Uh, You get some UFC tomorrow, you get some, you get some Jake Paul if you're into it, Nate Diaz kind of thing, you know, like there's a little bit. There's a little bit going on to be happy about, I think. So, well, Jake all right. is
1: going to ride him like a cowboy tomorrow. We'll get into all that weirdness, Luke. Um, I am coming to you live and direct at the moment from the Wind Creek Resort and Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Luke, why? Why, you might ask? Because tonight, uh- 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Showtime, we've got another installment of the incredible 22 year history of tomorrow's champions fighting today, Luke. I'm talking about Showbox, the new generation. I'm talking about Raul Marquez, Barry Tompkins, Steve Farhood scoring the fights, your boy BC, a triple header, We got 130 pound fighters in the main event tonight, Luke. We are fired up over here in PA. Jordan White taking on Eretzen Garcia. So if you wanna get this for free and check out your boy BC, hey, how about you go to showtime.com right now, get the 30 days free. So Luke, it's a weird combat weekend, but I'm excited to call the fights tonight. Be back Saturday night post Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz with a morning combat instant reaction. And tomorrow, for those that are following your personal life, Luke, is also your forty-fourth birthday. So what a weekend! What a time!
0: Yeah, yeah, forty-fourth birthday. Um, I'm gonna see Oppenheimer on Sunday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, even though the movie, did, did the runtime on these movies, it's hundred and eighty minutes. Guys, I'm in my 40s. I can't hold my bladder that long. You know what I'm saying? You got to cut an intermission or something. This is well. I heard Mission Impossible Six
1: Part One was almost three hours, and then it, you know, gave you the cliffhanger for Part Two, Luke. So that's what they do to you nowadays.
0: I guess so. I mean, I'm still going to see it. I'm going to go through with it. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. And um, yeah, man, 44th birthday. I don't really know what to say except at 44, I've uglier and dumb (laughs) dumb as ever. Actually, no, Luke. uh,
1: while your self-loathing and humility-filled rants are, um, you know, endearing, Luke, you are on top of the world right now. Your morning combat dissected on all things Terrence Crawford has blown the frick up. I mean, cannibal corpses reaching out to you. Yeah. I dare say, Luke, you are in your absolute prime right yeah. now. Doesn't, Certainly doesn't not feel physically. Until Certainly not in terms of attraction levels, although I've really never held high <laughs> attraction levels for you, to be fair, Luke. Um, but I feel like you are on top of it, so in, enjoy it, Luke. It's thin air up there on top, all right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get a, trying to get a breath. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you, and I appreciate you covering that Paul Diaz fight, which we're going to talk about a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it's a good one tomorrow. Fingers crossed. All right. You know.
1: Well, shout out to CBS Sports. Mikey Mormel and the ones and twos are. Linda filling in today, our fantastic director. Happy to work with you. And There we uh, go. Showtime, as always, the label that pays us. You can check me out tonight, as I mentioned. Looking forward to that. You can also grab merch, by the way. I'm wearing this fantastic hat. You can go to morningcombat.store right now. So, Luke we don't have the we can't like say it's going to happen yes but it's going to probably happen there's going to be a big movement coming to the morning combat merch store there is huge rumblings going on behind the scenes in the return of RJ Dinkelhopper and this collaboration in 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 work in waiting here in this moment here you know what i'm talking about you hear the words i'm saying you feel the emotions that are em, that are just you know that are just all right let's let's keep it clean
0: yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want to say much, but yes, there's a movement, a bowel movement coming. That's how big it's going to be. Yes, I don't yes. know when exactly it's going to get through, but it will get through. And uh, we'll have some fun stuff for you guys. Long time long time uh, in the making, right, BC? Yes. Also, we should point out, I want to make sure, because we've got the Showtime plug-in for you tonight. You're going to be on Showtime, as you indicated, Showbox, The New Generation. Also, tomorrow on Showtime, there's going to be a re-air of Spence versus Crawford. Plus, I guess, the all-access epilogue episode for what happened after the fight, behind the scenes there as well, which none of us have seen, so pretty excited to see that. Indeed, indeed,
1: big weekend there for Showtime as well. Happy to be a part of it. We are watching also closely as the fighters are coming to the scale for all things. Nate Paul, uh, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul, which we will get to very shortly. I believe Jake Paul, by the way, Luke just made weight. Needed the needed the nude curtain, but made weight at one eighty five for this catchweight uh, boxing extravaganza. It looked like there was a little shenanigans on the scale for Amanda Serrano, where the scale changed pretty epically between stepping on the first and second time, but I believe she's in. She'll make weight here. Uh, Mark Ray Monday on the scene from ESPN. If you check out his Twitter account, it's got it live. Well, but Luke, we'll I tell, get I'll tell, tell,
0: tell, tell you what, BC. The Texas Commission is on the job. Rest easy. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Nothing to worry about. Nothing to stress about. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, Luke, we got a lot. We got a weird show. We got a great show for you today. We're going to do your dead wrongs. We're going to do a few different things. We're going to do a fun little segment here that Luke Thomas has cooked up. Do you want to give a little tease about this, Luke? No. So what
0: we're going to do is I'm going to read a quote, and B.C. has to figure out who said it. Did Jake Paul say it? Did Nate Diaz say it, or is it completely made up? It's tough. It's going to be tough. Oh, wow! Oh Now, wow. this is the first time we're rolling this out, so, like, there's nothing on the line just yet. But, BC, depending how it goes, depending how you feel about it, we could run this back and then put some actual stakes involved. So we'll see what happens. I like we'll
1: stakes. I like steaks big time. Luke, I did break my black liver uh, silence last night and did uh, not a steak at the steakhouse, but did some... Um, some uh, short rib boneless short ribs those could change your life at a high level uh, you know, you know what
0: they this is only something you think about if your digestive system no longer works as a functioning 20 year old anymore uh i used to be able to eat anything like it didn't matter what it was and i would sleep and you would hear people be like well i can't have red meat before going to bed i won't sleep at and i'm like you have the worst genetics i've ever heard of you are barely human and now that I'm in my 40s, I'm like, yeah. right, it's going to be fish for dinner. Uh, no, because... you're right because
1: I've—I was talking about this last night. When we go out on the road and we get access to corporate dinners, order what you want, and you're like, yeah, I'll get the 135 dollars steak. Do you know how many times I've had that, Luke, and then been up all night as my heart is pounding yeah. through my shirt? You know. What I mean? Yeah,
0: it doesn't work when you get older. it just doesn't work anymore. Now the beef short rib—I got to tell you—that's a little lighter. I feel like I mean it's fattier but it shouldn't be quite as like gut heavy. It's so tender and you get the gravy and mashed potatoes and the suffering
1: succotash with it, Luke. It was tremendous. Shout out to the chop house here in Methlehem, Pennsylvania. It's time to get into the show though, Luke. In our first segment, hey, sometimes this segment can be hit or miss and we can pretty much guarantee you'll lose money if you follow our picks. But on OK Bet this week, your boy BC is coming a knocking, Luke. I think you hear me knocking. And I think I'm coming in. This one's called, OK Bet. Lukey, Lukey, Luquito. I wanna look at last week when your boy, Brian Campbell, bricked on the Errol Spence main event pick, as did you. But Luke, four and oh, the rest of the way, shout out to Kevin Holland, shout out, to Alex Padeda. Shout out across the board, Luke, unfortunately, Man, these were Tony good Ferguson. Picks. Damn. Tony Ferguson went down, but I got that submission with seconds to go. Here is Luke Thomas's ledger. 1 and 4 last week overall. You didn't pick Spence officially for this event. You took Poirier who got head kicked. Kopilov saved your afternoon, but Luke Thomas, you yeah. are going in what many people would call the wrong direction, and if I'm yeah, here for to sure. update the overall standings, remember we go head-to-head in five categories every week, and at the end of this calendar year, the loser will have to watch a concert of the. You other know,
0: I can't tell. Choice. I can't tell if you guys putting the Indian flag there because I was born in India is that racist? I don't, honestly don't know. No, Luke, I honestly it's don't. I wonder.
1: It's factual, it's actual factual, okay? This was not sovereign US embassy territory. You know what I mean? Like, I can just decide right now, I'm standing in Oklahoma. No, Luke, I'm in Pennsylvania, okay? That's what it is. And what you are is barely in the lead, 56, 55 and three, hanging on by, by Luke, by a crotch hair to not being under 500. But your boy BC is lingering like a stale fart in church, Luke, 54 and 60, a couple picks back, which means, tell me if I'm wrong about my math. We've already exposed my lack of SAT math skills on this show. Yeah. If I go, let's say, four and one this week, and you go, you know, two and, two and three, three. Four, one yeah. and four, I'm, I'm in first place, right? I'm gonna be on the phone with not just bringing you to a concert you don't want to, I want to make my own festival of concerts you don't want to be at, involving our connections in the MKE industry. Maybe it'll be MK. You're, you're not going to get
0: a festival out of me. I mean, I now, ha- first of all, I never took your chances of winning seriously, and I still think I will win. But now you have closed the gap. I've, le- I've let you back in the game with lazy picks. It's time to put a little more focus, which I didn't even okay. do this week. But I yeah, guess I, I know. To do I, a tough week.
1: talk from a guy who I had to remind a minute before the show started that you haven't made your selections yet. So that shows you the care and concern that Luke Thomas is putting in. But you are now kind of in bed with Cannibal Corpse, so I gotta be careful. I could end up with you know some dying fetus and all the other weird things going on in your world. But you gotta be careful, Luke, that we don't get some jam band going in your world, that we don't get some psychedelic pop, we don't get some things that you are not prepared for. Can't wait, hope we can get a doc camera out at that if we're all still in play. You know
0: we ain't getting no doc camera out there. Come on now. (laughs) All right,
1: Luke Thomas, as the defending champion, you get to go first or second,
0: where are you going? Um, you know, you've been I've been going first and it's been sucking. Why don't you go first?
1: All right. Right off the top, the main event Luke what I have identified this week as the biggest fight even though I've had a lot of questions about how big it still really is and we're going to certainly get into all the ins and outs of fight week, but just for the purpose of okay bet, the main event pick is Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz, 10 rounds of professional boxing at the 185 pound catch weight. Luke, we've seen Jake Paul as high as basically a four to one favorite, and I think it makes sense considering the age difference and considering you basically got Nate Diaz coming up in weight 15 pounds from the highest weight he's competed at in the UFC. And you've got Jake Paul just kind of cutting down a couple pounds from where we've largely seen him. He's younger, he's been targeting boxing much more consistently of late. And Luke, we're going to get into the reaction to this press conference and all that in a second. But I'm not sure Nate even wants to be there. In fact, I'm almost assured Nate doesn't want to be there. All of that for me plays into, I, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over this pick. I feel really confident. Jake Paul's going to win, and that's what I have to do for OK Bet, Luke. The younger man, the more experienced boxer of the moment, he's going to win this thing on Saturday night. That's my pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I, we don't. Caesars didn't put odds on this that I can see, but I'll just say Nate Diaz is anywhere from a th- plus 300 to... As high as a plus three fifty underdog. Uh, I've seen Jake Paul BC as high as minus five fifty. Like, you know, yeah. Nate's at least from an odds perspective. Nate's got his work cut out for him, right? But look,
1: the specifics of why they're making this pick. Ultimately, it's it's the age, the weight, all of that. But I don't right. think Nate's going to throw have enough offense. I really don't. I don't. Th- I mean, think about it. This is his first pro boxing match. I know he sparred a lot of boxing at high level, but this is a ten round fight in his first pro boxing match. I know he has great stamina and all of that, but is he going to be as active enough to win rounds if this goes the distance? I got, got too many questions about Nate. I don't think, again, I don't think he cares about this at all outside of the paycheck. Let's spin it forward. So I'm going to yeah. take the hungrier, younger guy here.
0: And yeah, I think it's fair. And also, like we said this on, I think, Wednesday or, or maybe, yeah, Wednesday's show, which was. Do his are his fans really going to abandon him if he loses? No. Not at all. That's they're the, you know what I mean? Like they want him to win, yes, and they like it better when he wins, but they're not gonna they're not gonna run from him when he loses. Not now anyway. All right, for me, so I'll go with the with the UFC main event. This was also not like it's not the most difficult pick in the world. Rob Font coming in super hot off of that win over Adrian Yanez, as we discussed on Wednesday. Nevertheless, I feel like Corey Sandhagen is still, it, it seems to me a level above what Rob has beaten. Uh, so, I respect what where Rob is, I respect what he has turned in, the time off, getting back, being hungry. He made weight today, by the way, on short notice. He's a pro's pro. I don't have anything bad to say about Rob Fun. I like him a lot. It's just that Corey Sandhagen's ability to to manage distance really well with changing looks, changing stances, changing angles, the rhythm disruption, and then he's mixing in the takedowns at a bare minimum. He's just kind of spamming you with it to slow things down. It's just, it's gonna be a lot for a very technical fighter like Rob to kind of match that same level of computer overload that Corey Sanhagen spits out. Give me Sanhagen in the main event.
1: Yeah, Sanhagen does those things, and he does them very well. He is a minus 340 favorite from Caesars, plus 265 is Font. I've got the same respect for Font that you do. Could he pull this off at 36 and continue this run? Yes, he could. But now we're going to five rounds. The run that Sanhagen's been on, i got to side with your pick there. But that's your official main event pick. Let's go to favorite, Luke. And I'm gonna take a favorite of the show this weekend along with a slight betting favorite. Minus 160 for good old Billy Q. Billy Quarantilla looking to bounce back from the disastrous KO loss to Edson Barbosa. The F around and find out moment when that 37 year old legend came in in just sick and disgusting shape. Well, Luke, let's see if lessons learned for our guy taking on Damon Jackson here in a pretty high featured bout in this Saturday's UFC Nashville Fight Night card. This is an emotional pick. Those tend to not work here on OK Bet, but I love Billy Q. I'm going to put it in his favor that he's going to learn from the lessons needed in how over-aggressive he was. We know the heart. We know the scrappiness, but, Luke, we said it on Wednesday. Billy Q, I'm challenging you. I need a more complete full-game effort here. I'm going to back the blue. I'm going to back our guy, Luke. Billy Q has our back. I got his back. When I topple over you, I'm going to do so with Billy Q getting his hand raised.
0: That's a tough fight. Billy Q's got a tough fight on his hands. I definitely think he can win it. He looked tremendous on the scale this morning. So it looks like he's in excellent condition. He's going to need to be. So uh, I favor him to win as well. I didn't put a pick on this one, but I I I like the pick. But I acknowledge, you know, minus 160, Damon Jackson's tough. It's a tough fight, so no doubt about it. For me, VC and my favorite, I'm going to go with the toughest Kyler in the United States. Kyler Phillips. Give me him. At minus 190 over Houni Barcelos at plus 160. Barcelos, I think, is won one in his last four. So he's one in three in his last four. Kyler Phillips, now, this guy has been off uh, for a long time. He had a fight against Jack Shore, fell through. He had a fight against Saeed Nurmagomedov, fell through. And I think he even had one against um, Rafael Sonsau, and it fell through as well. So he's been out for a while. Folks forget, this guy has a win over Song yadong Now, he did lose, I think, who was his last, the one loss, or he has two losses. But the last one, yes, to Howley and Paiva back in 2021. But did you watch this guy compete, especially in his last fight, the Marcelo Rojo fight, which he won via submission in the third round? He's got a lot of skill, a lot of athleticism, a lot of skill. Also, he's 28, Marcelo's 36, right? So he's on the wrong side of 35 on this one. I don't know, tough fight, but I like Kyler Phillips. I think he's very talented. I think he's got good upside. Glad to see he's back. That's my pick. All right, I'll be
1: cheering heavily for Hani Barcelos in this one, Luke. Let's go to <laughs> underdog, and look—you got to take a, you got to take a risk. You got to take a stand, as Cameron once said in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Luke, I'm going to take a stand here on the upset-minded, red-hot Jesus Pinedo. Yes, PFL playoffs from San Antonio, lightweight division taking on the very accomplished, very tough Bubba Jenkins, a 35-year-old who lost in the lightweight finals last year when he got knocked out by Brendan Lachanen. Well, Jesus Pinedo made his name in this tournament this year by knocking out Lachanen. So I'm not necessarily picking this on MMA math, but I am trying to ride the hot hand because what we have seen in recent years in the PFL playoffs is typically the bigger names, especially coming over from UFC, tend to take surprising L's and fall out other people tend to fall out because Usada came in town or or maybe maybe PFL now acquiring a relationship with Usada to try to Direct what has been going on when they've gone to Las Vegas, which was people popping for drugs, big names, and getting pulled from the tournament. But we've seen upsets. We've seen people get hot and come out of nowhere. Give me Jesus Pinedo, who has a history of finishing opponents, to do just that. Bubba Jenkins is tough at 35. He's come close before to this championship and million dollars but come up empty. But I'm going to ride the ride-hard underdog here in Pinedo.
0: All right. Fair enough. Um, for my underdog pick, BC, this one I struggled with. These are usually the picks. I, I mean, I you know I, I don't think I've ever gone five and zero. I've gone four and one a few times. Well, I can't wait it, for you
1: to struggle with Kennedy's last name, Luke. That is your that worse than Macy Shazan This is your this is your. Uh, how would Achilles you say? it? Right how here?
0: would you say it? And Jack Wu. I mean, that's definitely not N'Jek Wu. I can tell you that. I've never heard it. Well, called it's definitely N-Jek not Jack the Wu. extra
1: three syllables you put at the end of it because you're trying to cover up for the fact that you can't nail it.
0: Luke. And and Jack Wu would be like somebody out of like mainland China or something. This is not that. Uh, all right, so underdog pick. Give me Dustin Jacoby sitting at plus 125, barely an underdog. This is a close fight against the... Say the, it. <laughs> say the, 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 the light heavyweight out of Fortis <laughs> MMA, Kennedy Nzetskuyu, Nzetskuyu is how I've heard it pronounced. Obviously, I have no clue. He's sitting at minus 150. Now, he has been on the best win streak of his career, got a super long reach. But Jacoby B.C. has the kickboxing background. Now, again, he wasn't people like, oh, he fought in glory and stuff. And he did. Like, he's definitely, and he got way better through that process before returning to MMA. It's made him a much better fighter. It's made, in fact, this run in the UFC possible for Jacoby. I do think if Jacoby wants to, that he can play a distance management game of stick and move on uh, Kennedy and Zecquiu. I do think that that is possible. How likely that is, the odds makers don't really favor it, but forced to make an underdog pick in this case... I I think there's reason to believe he could get it done. So I'll take Dustin Jacobi at plus one. And
1: just to reiterate, there's nothing wrong with being an Uber driver. Luke, let's go over to over, under. That's not
0: what I said. Dude, you, you love to like misinterpret it in the most bad faith way that was never, ever intended for it to mean. And I don't know why you like to do that, but you do like to do that. It's not fair. It's not accurate. And I need you to know that I see that.
1: Well, Luke, I, I unfortunately succeeded at baiting you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I really am. I hate you. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm willing to have a public feud with you over this, though. We could go. We could be just like Jamal and Ariel, right? We could put out alternating
0: videos against each other. You do. You know what? We should do that. We should do, and just absolutely say the meanest shit about each other. You know how much you want traffic and attention we'd get? It'd be great. Would that drive up our ratings, or would our company fire absolutely. both Absolutely. Yes, that? it would. Uh, right. Us just, a sa- dude, nothing works like 1990s morning radio battles between stations. True. like true. You know what true. I mean? Those were the heydays. This is just that all over again.
1: All right, Luke, my over-under. Typically, we try to get cherry-picked layups here by picking UFC women's fights that statistically end up going the distance so much more often than they don't but I'm gonna go against that because this Tatiana Suarez, Jessica Andrade, co-main event, 115 pounds in Nashville on Saturday. I just feel like there's, I love the storylines and what's at stake for both. Are we coming or going, Andrade? If Andrade is gonna win this, Luke, it's gonna be by knockout, we kind of feel that. But what about Tatiana Suarez? If she comes out in continuing this sort of next level drive confidence and evolve certainly more than she showed against Montana De La Rosa in that comeback at 125 where it was, wrestle or nothing i think she's gonna have to show a little bit more here against andrage even though the wrestling should be a big part of her game plan but andrage luke if it's not her night it ends disastrously could it end ground and pound wise on the ground it could either way this will not go the distance suarez andrage it doesn't matter who wins it it doesn't matter the method i'm just telling you i'm gonna go the under in a rare ufc women's fight here uh three rounds only of course but i feel confident i feel really confident
0: yeah, yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Yeah, these are some better ones for you. Um, for my over-under, and this one I do think, this one is the, this is, to me, of all the questions that are interesting about Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz, this is actually the more interesting one, which is, does it go the distance? Um, I, I don't really know, but we're making picks here, so I'm going to say I think it'll go the distance. I mean, they, the thing is, they added the two extra rounds. Now, Jake has dropped everyone he's ever fought. He dropped Nate Robinson obviously knocked him out. Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, Anderson Silva. He did drop Tommy Fury. Folks forget that. I think it was late in that fight, but he Last did round, drop him. eighth and final round. Eighth and final round. So, like, you know, he's obviously got some power, and Nate is going to be, I think, under the gun. But, you know, adding the two extra rounds, like, the, it was the Diaz camp that wanted it, because I think that's where they think they're going to shine and really put it on him when his movement gets slower and he gets trapped up against the ropes. I still think he'll be able to hang on, but I, I don't know, BC. I, I wonder if you feel like it's going to go the distance because you, I mean, I'm ha- I, I didn't I thought Spencer Crawford was going to go the distance and like, yeah. Jesus, man, after the seventh round, I was like, this ain't going much longer. Maybe we get something like that. I don't know, but I'm picking yeah, for my official over-under. Bet. Give me Paul Diaz going the distance.
1: This is very interesting for a few reasons in terms of which way we kind of feel like, will it go the distance or not? I think the, the one thing we can't forget is even though Jake is – more experience than your average YouTuber turned boxer for sure and takes it very seriously. And if you're wondering if he's gonna gas out, he's brought in coach Larry Wade, you know, an elite strength and conditioning uh, trainer, works with a lot of the PBC stars. He's brought in Shane Mosley as new head trainer. I mean, Jake takes it seriously. He looks to be in tremendous shape, but (laughs) these are novice professional boxers. They still are. And what happens in novice professional boxing fights when you have that inexperience is you could end up in a little bit more of a war than you intended in the first half and both either of these guys could gas out late. You know, we're going 10 rounds here in boxing, which is a different type of physical pace than MMA. It is, you know, in, in certain regards. Also, let's not forget the scar tissue and the cut factor for Nate now we're going 10 rounds. Right. Could a fight be stopped here? Absolutely. So you're saying it it will go the distance. I think either way, it, it's, it could it, this could go anywhere. But Luke, I don't think you need the disclaimer anymore that you tend to bring to betting segments of, you know, I don't really know what's going to happen. Nobody knows.
0: Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, if I'm just being serious for a minute, I mean, again, we're just making picks. We're having fun. Winner goes, loser goes to a concert, whatever. I mean, you know, it's all for fun. I get all that. But like, if I'm actually thinking about where we provide value to the listener. We don't only really provide value to the listener Entertainment. in accurate betting segments. <laughs> what we do is provide like setting the table, giving them information upon yes. which to draw conclusions, not so much coming to the betting conclusions that are advantageous for them.
1: Well, to remind you on the fact that both of our records are hovering around 500, a lot of these categories force us to take chances, pick underdog scenarios, true, all of that. true, true. Also, nobody expects that you can predict the future, Luke. You're not Yanni the Greek. You don't have good enough teeth. You cannot see the future, <laughs> Luke, okay? So people know that about you, so just roll with it. Here we go, Luke. That is the over-under scenario. Let's go to KO or sub. I'm going to pick one here. Pick one not necessarily on stats, more on white belt feelings, Luke. This, there's Every time you get a UFC card, there's going to be some finishes on that mid card, right? On that mid to under card. I'm going to go with Jeremiah Wells and Carlston Harris, both oh, with finish pick. histories to end in knockout, one way or the other. Here, um, it's a non-emotional pick, Luke. I tend to lose my emotional picks. Which, good luck, Billy Q, on Saturday. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay it straight here. I'm gonna try to take advantage of. Usually, there's chaos on these undercards. Let's hope it happens right here.
0: Well, um, I think that's a great pick. Jeremiah Wells fights like he's shot out of a cannon, and Carlston Harris will stand in the line of fire. Like that's a good pick. That's a really good pick um, for me. Again, all the disclaimers you've heard them a million times. Give me Suarez versus Andrade ending in sub. Now of course, one, you know, as long as one submission wins it, doesn't matter who does. But um, I feel like there's going to Here's why I say this. Now obviously when you get on the ground like that, especially with a big puncher like Andrade, KO is really always in in the ball game here, right? So you have to kind of take the I I think ending I think ending a KO would also be a good bet either way, but the reason why I picked Sub is because I think Andrade is going to be fending them off a lot, and if she's really not herself or whatever, that's going to be a good thing. Plus, if they're playing reversal games and they're on the ground and they're vying for top position, I just feel like either one is going to be looking to snatch something in those moments. So, you know, could it be a spot where someone just gets completely flattened and then pounded out? Yes, of course but I feel like there's a decent chance anyway, BC, I'll put it that way, a decent chance that one of these is going to these ladies is gonna score a sub.
1: Indeed, we'll see what happens there. Potential you and I push if it goes, one, if you get the finish on sub, but if I get the knockout there, I'll take the pick. I'm only two back or two plus some ties. We'll see what happens come this weekend, Luke. Topic number one, though, we're gonna look at some of the highlights- oh, time out,
0: f- time out. We didn't do it at the top of the show. We didn't do it at the top of the show. We gotta remind everyone you got to go to www we don't have to do that, but you can just go to worldmmaawards.com, right, BC? Worldmmaawards.com. So you want us to com. do
1: HTTP semicolon slash, forward slash. slash?
0: Okay. Yeah, f- two forward, forward slash. slashes. There also could be HTTPS, but neither here nor there. Worldmmaawards.com, or you can put your phone up to the screen right now, scan that QR code, and vote for Morning Combat. BC, uh, bet there's another place, I won't even say what it is. They put out odds. <laughs> on who would win best MMA programming. And we at Morning Combat are sitting at plus 800. We have the worst odds. Even though we're back-to-back champions.
1: We have the worst odds as two-time defending champions. So when I saw that, and I, of course, quote tweeted it as did everybody else. Jed I. Goodman, you know, added me so I would see that. And all of our fans, rightfully so, are like, holy crap, dude, I'm betting the house on MK. They don't know what happened. Is this ignorance? Did they, do they not know what happened? Or are they, do they have inside info? Are they predicting that one of the shows we're up against just makes a public assault on their voters to try to make yeah. a run at us, Luke? Is I that think
0: what? that they're underestimating us as one, but I also think that they're just making something of a, a, a basic calculation. Like, listen, um, you know, we don't do the biggest numbers of some of the shows or yes. programs in this category. And I think they're looking at that and they're saying, and they're saying, aha, you know, there's something to this, uh, which I understand. But.
1: Well, I want to say something to the other nominees then, who I respect a lot. You may have more listeners than us, more subscribers, more followers than us. But are your P1s crazier than ours? No. Are your hardest of hardcore fans willing to risk it all, including up into and including incarceration to not only support their favorite podcast hosts but inevitably in the Shakespearean arc of Luke's life be there to finish him off at the end my answer to that Luke is no you don't so you've never
0: seen anyone bring any of the producers from contender series Land Jaeger in a sea bag they just (laughs) never seen it you've never seen it and I ate it in my room. So how about that, <laughs> sir? Are you a semen, or is that just
1: your main ingredient? You know what I mean, Luke? I don't. I don't understand that guy's history. All right, let's get away from that. Let's keep the show rolling. You know what to do, folks. If you love us, vote for us. Yes. And if you really love us, vote for us illegally thirty-seven times, so that everybody can get mad that we. Still Forty-nine to your is thoughts. the
0: optimal number. Forty-nine is the optimal indeed. number.
1: indeed. All right. Topic number one: we do have to look at the fireworks and the specifics of what went off on this week's Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz tour stops, the press conference on Thursday, all taking place in Dallas, American Airlines Arena, where Saturday's DAZN pay-per-view, which can be purchased on ESPN+, Plus, which is an interesting development, but it's Jake Paul, it's Nate Diaz, it's 10 rounds, 185 pounds, professional boxing. Luke, I had made, look, we've been very honest about one thing, and I get, because of the timing, it's easy to say, okay, BC and LT, Jake's not on Showtime anymore, so it's very easy for you guys to ponder whether the balloon has popped of the celebrity crossover or whether there's any air left or whether this fight has grabbed the attention of the public in a way it maybe would have or could have a year ago, two years ago. I still think what we're seeing and what we saw at that press conference, even though I challenged the promotion of this fight to say, look, there's just not enough cheese, pro-wrestling anger. There's not enough of hype or buzz or anything to give people feeling that I would have expected between these two. Luke, I'm not saying they specifically answered my call, but they did respond, and the question now becomes, should I be careful what I ask for? Because, Luke, how would you describe how the poor Ariel had to be the uh, director of ceremonies on this? How would you describe what went on in Dallas yesterday?
0: Well, I mean, listen, on the one hand, you sort of know that, like, this was not— I mean. You know, this was, not, this was never intended to be, no one was ever going to take it this way. Like, this is not Spence Crawford. This is not In a Way versus Fulton. This is a different side of the game. And everyone kind of understands that. But even with that, it just felt like disjointed yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, an event was happening, but almost in a way where there was like a small series of other events in a kind of, as I indicated, disjointed way and kind of just rolling forward in this loose confederacy of weirdness you know with this the, for example let me give you an example right I mean these guys are calling each other slurs that we can't even repeat on television or even on, on YouTube but for losing all of our modernization money there's one part of that the other part is how about this guy Derek the better guy which is the, the BETR Jake Paul company where he's the guy who was taunting uh, Nate Diaz, the last time there was a press conference to announce this fight, he's back and then he calls him up on stage or tries to. There's this really ugly episode where Nate says a bunch of, like, things well, he probably say. let's go to it. Say.
1: Let's illustrate it, Luke. Let's go okay, to let's Derek from let's Better Media here, Mikey, if you don't mind.
0: ...statement, than a question.
1: Well, it was an apology.
0: Okay, fine. Fair and, enough.
1: And, like, it's, you know, maybe if your boys see me, maybe they won't f*** me up this week.
0: Anything to say, Nate? Can't wait to watch Jake knock you the f out.
1: Hey, bring this little f up here. Get him the f out of here. F He's coming. Oh, no. F. Oh, no. Derek, what have you done? The the lack of respect for motherfucking well, camp, mother well, f that's the problem. The, what is like going the, on? The, influence is this, this guy's the influence island boys because they're mother's like you. You're the fing bad guy and this little f I underneath the ass with. And f your dad too. <laughs> well Luke, it was nice that Zone put up the disclaimer atop the screen that they apologized for the content. To recap, here I, I saw a separate video that Andreas Hale posted of the Sporting News where it looked like Jake Paul's father, who had been a big part of this Netflix series documentary in terms of being an antagonist for Jake that we didn't know about, actually stepped in and prevented Derek from Better Media mm-hmm. from getting on stage and maybe starting something. Now, unfortunately, Nate made some homophobic slurs there, bringing in the Island Boys, who look—I don't—we haven't even talked about this because. Island Shouldn't. boy's
0: catching strays out there, huh? Well, did you know
1: that they they now make out with each other on videos? Did you know that? All
0: right, I mean, we don't, I don't, this is information I could have done without. Okay, well, that's you know what, what I mean? Nate like, was wrestling. When you so got I, up well, this morning, you need to think more, like, what do I not need to tell Yeah, Lisa?
1: okay, well, I'm just letting people know that this is how the ridiculousness is, that's what they're reaching for and bringing in here. So, I get what Nate's trying to do here. In fact, he almost, you know, showed his cards during this presser saying, look, yeah, we finally got Nate, you know, pissed off, we finally got him going. But I never felt it was Nate versus Jake in the end, which is the thing when I thought their initial press conference failed when they did it in Dallas in front of zero fans. And there just wasn't really any heat between Nate and Jake at the end of the day. And in this one, Luke, we got Derek involved, but it was cringe and it was weird. And we're gonna throw to eventually here that the, ultimately the security teams fought, but never real heat between Nate and 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 Jake so while I appreciate the effort to do something here to try to drum up interest I gotta say my biggest takeaways are this the homophobic stuff just went too cringe and Nate just doesn't want to be here dude it's clear it's evident and I think that's the biggest issue from this fight along with it being a little bit too late in terms of the prime bubble for this crossover thing. There's no real stakes, Luke, and Nate just doesn't seem like he cares. Jake tried his hardest to come in like a cowboy. Can't nobody tell him nothing, Luke. It didn't work at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I I, I really agree. I think that's the issue. It's like you know, it's when when Nate talks about like the importance of prize fighting and getting the bag. Like we're all. I think most MMA fans, and I speak for myself, but I know a lot of it fans feel similarly. That it's like, okay, this is the good. This is good for Nate. This is good for Nate to go and try this out. Get this. Get this bag. Whatever it is. Leverage his name to reap the biggest fortunes he can in the fight game. That's ultimately the name of the game. Prize fighting, right? But in the end, he doesn't seem that invested in this rivalry. Jake does. Jake seems invested in this rivalry, in this opportunity. Because for him, it's like if he wins, it's like another MMA you know, endeared name he would have on his ledger, which would be great for him, obviously, especially coming off that Tommy Fury loss. But I said it before, it's like, their face-off didn't have a lot of heat to it. Like, there's, it's just every, it's every side character battling with every other side character, yes, or side characters battling with Jake or Nate, but not with Jake and Nate battling, you know, each other in that way. It's just a weird combo, you know? Look, you know
1: that term we throw around, old guy at the club? And we've kind of felt feelings of that before we got married when we were 26, 27, and we'd still go out to the club and there'd be all college girls there. And you're like, oh my God, did I just become the old guy at the club? Nobody wants to be the old guy at the club. We've seen the old creepy guy at the club who tries to grind with the younger ladies, right? I felt old guy at the club vibes for Nate when he was going up to the face-off. Meaning, obviously Jake, rightfully so, is trying to turn... Because he can't get Nate to get pissed off at him. So he's trying to turn social media influencing and the youth against him. And Nate is just repelling it like, guys, this isn't what I'm about. And it made him look like he's almost too old for this BS, Luke, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, part of the, I think part of the fail here that Jake tried, Jake's trying to offer $10 million to Nate through the PFL to do an MMA rematch next year. And i asked multiple times this week, Nate's basically saying, I'll fight you in MMA, but it's not gonna be in the PFL. If anything, it'll be a co-promotion with my own promotion, and more than likely, I'm going back to UFC anyway.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC.
1: Luke, not that this boxing match needed the gimmick of an immediate MMA rematch. I'm just saying the same principles that led to Jake becoming an attraction are no longer in place now. One of them being... He's this guy who's moonlighting as a boxer. Well, we'll see when he finally loses. He just lost, it happened, okay? And number two, why did Pan- Why did crossover boxing and carnival influencer boxing have a legitimate window where the balloon was filled with air? because it came up to live during the pandemic, during a time when it was even harder for regular traditional boxing to make the fights that really mattered because they didn't have the live gate access for the most part early on. Remember, it was Triller putting on these fights with no crowds and just throwing money at celebrities to show up. It worked then when the best weren't fighting the best. Now we're having this great boxing calendar year we are this the storyline of Jake taking on MMA just doesn't feel like it's hitting the whole idea of is Jake a real boxer like that We're already past that. My whole point is look unfortunately to those involved. They're trying their hardest except for Nate But we're already past this and you can say what you want Oh, you guys said different things when Jake was on Showtime Well, we were in a different point of the of the of the crossover bubble at that point. We're kind of past that Luke
0: Yeah, I mean also, you know, listen, we were paid to do a job Um, which was to cover Jake Paul's fights, and we tried to do that as forthrightly as we can. BC's going to do a post-fight show. It's not like we're not doing one. I I, I would do it as well if I wasn't for my birthday. Uh, My wife's got plans, but, like, we're giving you the coverage of it. It's. I mean, I just don't feel like... Listen, if people... And everyone's going to be different. There were probably some people who felt this way by the time... A, A, even by the Woodley fights, but then certainly by the Anderson Silva fight, and I understand that everyone gets to it at a different spot. I'm not even mad at this fight, to be honest with you. Like, I don't even... Like, I think Jake Paul has gotten a lot of MMA fighters paid. I think what he's done in trying to pick a fight with MMA has been interesting. But I feel like that interestingness is winding down. It's not really as interesting, that that rivalry between himself and the fan base where they really hated him. And da- Remember, listen, Dana White used to have to respond to everything Jake Paul said in the media. Like, yeah, Dana White anymore. is obviously on vacation or whatever, but like... There's none of that happening right now. This is what I mean. Like, that thing has kind of cooled off a little bit. So, listen, Jake Paul is going to get Nate Diaz a, I'm sure, respectable back. He's going to get himself one. If you like it, pay for it. If you don't, skip it. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. We're going to give you coverage of it We're going to cover it straight
1: up and legit. And hopefully, Luke, seriously, hopefully it's a really fun fight. Hopefully, for their sakes. It could be. Especially if Nate pulled the upset, you would be talking about a rematch. It would matter. So... I'm cheering for something fun to happen here, but I've got my doubts. Let's go to the second video we have. We all hoped it would lead to some pushing and shoving on stage, Luke, or something that tells us there's a real beef or a real competitive aspect to this. Unfortunately, we didn't get that from Jake and Nate. We got that from everybody else who was lingering on stage. Here's proof of what went down
0: check brother who cares? because he can lose there and still be okay he's losing to nate diaz absolutely loses, look, i just think me. nate feels a little bit out of place i'm not gonna lie he doesn't yeah. look comfortable no I, I think this is him when i watch him like pointing out jake's manager as well oh. now saying so, look you want to get something well you, <laughs> you can, you can get some like mom. uh me <laughs> no not me buddy yeah this must be a bit unusual yeah, it, it is weird because
1: they, they're not even staring at each other there's no face off they're just standing close to each other
0: at I don't this think we can stand still for more than two <laughs> seconds anyway. That's the can. issue. I look would like to see a, a, a
1: typical boxing face-off. You know what I mean. So I I, I, I particularly don't like the MMA style one. Yeah, we are hopefully going to hear from both. Uh, Jake, I
0: know will definitely come and join us. Yeah. Uh oh, I mean, there's some pushing now going a security on. Security guards pushing each other as well. Up there, that we don't want to see. There's a couple of. No, we don't want to see a brawl there. We don't want to see. Uh hey, 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 is... oh. Hey, hey, hey. Uh oh. Oh. Okay, that's what we don't want to see.
1: Well, look, the bodyguards went ham. How did nobody shoot a double leg on the problem bot in that? You know, get that gross guy out of there that's on the inside. You know, that weird guy with the hair on the inside? Shout out to that guy's job. But uh, yeah, what do you think? I mean, he seems like a
0: nice guy, but he's definitely slept in his car in the last two months. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's definitely happened. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. By the way, you heard like I didn't I didn't know who all the voices were. You heard Ock and Barack up there, I believe. Shots of those guys. They've always been real cool to me. Um, I saw Ock, by the way, in Vegas. I didn't see Barack, but they're um, always so cool to us that I have so much respect for them, and I yeah. really like their personality. But he made a good knowledge. point. He made a good point, right? He was saying like they weren't even looking at each other. Like Nate yeah. was there on stage. Jake was kind of trying to pose off, but there was nothing. There was no. There's no nothing between them, you know it's kind of and, and like listen it doesn't all come down to the face off. like Spencer and Crawford didn't have like the most electric face off either. We're just saying that distance between them, both literal and figurative, is emblematic of what it kind of feels like promoting this. I will say BC, we should say this the stage there looked like a really well-funded operation, right? where they have these giant you know apparatus of their faces and like who's promoting it and the companies and the date and everything and like the step and repeat back there like all that looked pretty good like they clearly have invested a decent amount of money into making these kinds of things happening between real Fight Inc. and mvp which is jake paul's company we dealt with them when they were working with showtime and um and it seems like they've gotten better at the job you know i feel like they've really kind of figured this all out but also this is what jake paul does remember like the pre- the the press conference with Woodley in Cleveland, where I was sweating like a prostitute in church, and there was a fight with someone who was kind of threatening Woodley's mom. Remember yes. that? In the audience? Yes. It was just craziness the whole time. So, like, this is kind of like the Jake Paul experience. This is what you get. It is what it is. Saturday night, the zone pay per view. Don't forget, morning combat,
1: instant analysis, reaction to all the craziness, or maybe it won't be crazy. Maybe we'll get a competitive boxing match. I'll be there afterwards. To take you through it. Topic number two, Luke. I want to get your reaction to some recent fight news, announcements, rumors, all that. Let's start off with this: USC Vegas eighty a fight night card, October seventh. Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. Your thoughts? Yeah.
0: Like that fight, uh, Drew Dober. I think. Um, how old is Drew Dober? Do we know?
1: Yeah, we have the internet. I have it right here, Luke. I can catch
0: it. You know, while you're. How old uh, is he? You know, he Ricky bang. Glenn He's was a guy 34. who fought in. 34, 34, yeah. I still feel like Dolber is capable of, I mean, this is, first of all, it's going to be an exciting fight. Two dogs, actually. Ricky Glenn was a guy who was really good in World Series of Fighting. Didn't quite pan out in a UFC the way I thought he would, but competitive, largely well-rounded. That's a fun, that's a fu- I'll say this, fun action fight for sure. Yeah,
1: Dober got knocked out by Matt Frivola, rock and roll, but that had staffed a three-fight knockout streak for himself. Dober always brings it. Adrian Yanez was stopped by Rob Font, which has helped Boston Rob get into this Saturday's main event last minute. But Yanez is back. UFC Vegas 81. It's going to be October 14th. How about Jonathan Martinez, Luke Thomas? Um, Tough bounce-back fight. Martinez brings it.
0: Yeah, Martinez has been on a—he has slowly kind of ascended— into an elevated space but boy he has arrived um Yanez needs a big win here needs a big one this is a tough fight to come back to but I think it's appropriate matchmaking because I think Martinez has earned an opportunity like this and you know Yanez needs to really do whatever he can to hold on to his game I think that the sharper boxing still belongs to Yanez the overall better striking still belongs to him BC but the deal is this which is what Rob Font showed, the amount of punishment he'll tolerate to make adjustments early in fights is unforgivable. It's like literally in the last fight, unforgivable. I really want to see him tighten that up and then really get to cooking. What does it look like when he has a, a little bit more of that sensibility? I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah, yo Adrian, indeed. Luke, we talked about this when it was breaking news on Wednesday,
1: but talking more about this light heavyweight tilt that's gonna be in Abu Dhabi, October 21st, UFC 294, from what it means to the division's title picture, I wanna get your thoughts on the fight itself. Magomed Ankalaev, his return from the majority draw against Jan Blachowicz in their vacant light heavyweight title bout, is gonna welcome Johnny Walker at 21 and seven who has seemingly put things together after taking that tour of Scotland with his uh, lower extremities and now taking over Ireland with John Kavanaugh. Luke, do you like this fight?
0: I do. I think it's a tough fight for Walker because is Walker going to be able to out, you know, technical on Kalayev? I'm pretty skeptical of that. You know, I don't think that that's a really doable thing. So Walker kind of has to bring back that old spirit that he had, but maybe be a little bit more you know, judicious with how he uses his offense. Sure. That's a tough thing to do against Ankalaev. So a
1: tough-ass fight for Johnny Walker, there's no yeah. question.
0: Yeah, no so Ankalaev has underperformed. We should be clear about that. But he still holds a lot of advantages over Walker. But I'll say this, if you had any doubts about Walker, and I think some have been very fair, and he goes in there and beats Ankalaev, well, now you really have to ask, okay, How good can this guy be? That would be, my point being is BC, that would be one of the more validating wins you could get in this division. Not just in terms of getting a title shot, but like what it would mean to beat a guy like that.
1: We're not, wait, this is not setting up Johnny Walker versus Poetan for the championship if he wins here, right? We we still have Yuri Prochatska coming back. Yes, but he yes. might get,
0: depending, depending when he comes back, he might get the winner. Like, there's all kinds of ways this goes.
1: Wow, well, Johnny Walker could really crash the party here, Luke, really could. In a wild way, he could, that'd be wild. Uh, let's go over to boxing-ish. How about this, Luke? We're gonna see a double header of exhibition boxing October 14th, in which KSI and Logan Paul are not gonna fight each other, but they will, both will box on the same card. You have to believe a further tease to get them back in there for a third time. But how about this? KSI is going to take on Tommy Fury, who's fresh off of an, of a victory over Jake Paul. Will you care at all for this?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't care if these guys live or die. I just want to be 100% clear about that. But <laughs> I'm teasing. But, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll repeat what Scott Chris says about covering fights like this. It's like, if you guys, you know, if you cared as much about one fight night 13 as you do about KSI Tommy Fury, I wouldn't have to cover KSI versus Tommy Fury, but you don't. That's where the money is, so we have to give it some attention so we can get some of it.
1: Yeah, must be the money, Luke. Um, Must be the money. Also, this for breaking news. Luke, not necessarily today, but there's some follow-up I want to talk about. Kelvin Gastelum, who was cutting back down to welterweight and really making a last-ditch run at the smaller weight class, was going to take on your boy, Shavkat Rachmanov. It was going to be a very tough fight for Kelvin. We know that. That fight is now off. Gastelum pulling out with an injury but Shavkat Rachmanov quote tweeted two days ago saying, you forgot to mention that you were struggling with the diet too. This was in response to Gastelum showing video from the gym of a elbow from a star sparring partner that hit him in the side of the head there and effed him up a good deal. Luke separate from the trash talk it was the Shav- nose or the nose, sorry, elbow to the side of the face, hit him in the yeah. nose there and busted him up. Um, this, is this, a, like, this, is a, this might be a good thing for my guy, Kelvin Gastelum, right? Like, this was the ultimate proving ground fight. You want to crash the title picture in a new division now? Go beat maybe the best rising guy. But you, it would be hard-pressed to talk yourself into him winning that fight. This might be a good development Well,
0: part. yes, I would, obviously you know me. I would favor Rachmaninoff in that fight, to be very clear. But, you know, you see what Jeff Neal was able to do putting hands on him where he just walks into range at times and got lit up. You would think an in-shape, ready-to-go Kelvin Gastelum might be able to do some of those same things. You would think. Now whether that's true or not, or whether that would happen, I don't know, I don't know if they're ever gonna fight at any point, I guess we'll see, but I would still favor Rachmanov, but I could understand why Gastelum might look at that and think, hmm, I have a chance, and then we talked about it before, given the same thing, if you beat a guy like Rachmanov, dude, you're back in the biggest way possible at 170, so um, it's unfortunate that This whole thing has kind of collapsed.
1: Yeah, yeah, tough break there. But hopefully Gaslam can come back in a really big fight and prove himself here at welterweight. Uh, Let's go to women's boxing. How about this? The rematch is set. It's November 25th in Dublin, Ireland. No, we're not getting Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, part two. We're getting Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron, part two. If you forgot already, Taylor, your undisputed lightweight champion, moved up to 140 pounds to take on undisputed 140-pound champion Chantel Cameron, came up empty in their hard-fought 10-round battle. But to Katie Taylor, age 37, to her, the competitor inside of her, Luke, she said it right when the fight ended, I have a rematch clause, we're gonna do this a second time. They're going to do it a second time. November 25th, Luke, will you care though?
0: Yeah, sure. I thought that Cameron really showed her quality and Katie Taylor's not getting any younger. I understand why they want to do it again. I didn't think Katie Taylor was so far out of it that a win was impossible, but I would still favor Cameron to win. But um, yeah, it's not, I, listen, would I rather see the rematch with Amanda Serrano? Yes. Yes, I would. But it's a fine fight, and I'd be happy to watch it. Very nice of you, Luke. Very
1: nice of you. All right, let's keep it rolling That's what rolling I try here. to do. Um, next on my list is this, Luke. No one's talking about this. Does it matter? Francis Ngannou, we know, is going to box Tyson Fury. But do you know who his trainer is going to be? Lead boxing trainer. Not Eric Nixick. Mike frickin' Tyson, Luke. Mike Tyson is going to train Francis Ngannou to box against his namesake, Tyson Fury, when they meet in October in the Middle East. Luke, is this ceremonial or is this real? What are your thoughts on this?
0: I mean, here's the thing, right? It's like, well, one... You know, BC could train with Usain Bolt for the rest of his life. He's never going to make an Olympic team. Like, you know, at some point, like the the die is cast. But here's the other part. It's like, do I think that Mike Tyson could impart valuable wisdom from a fighting perspective in boxing for Francis Ngannou? Sure. Yes, of course. But it's like Mike's style would never be (laughs) Francis's style. Like, Mike's style was short man explosive boxing. That's not who Francis is. You know, that peekaboo kind of head off the line. And then you're setting up these quick explosive angles to try and find openings. That's just not Francis. It's never going to work. So it's like, it's cool. It's cool. I just don't know how much of a difference it'll make.
1: Yeah, it felt ceremonial because of the way they announced it, which was in line with uh, part of this Riyadh season, Saudi Arabia celebration. It was like, there was like a holiday day marked in there. And they put this announcement out. Sports
0: washing Eve.
1: Yeah, it felt a little bit like that. We'll see how that plays out. Let's go with this, Luke. Shakur Stevenson on Twitter, now that Devin Haney has officially moved up to 140 to challenge Regis Progray in October for that WBC title, Stevenson needs a dance partner, despite being the mandatory for that undisputed championship. So he put on Twitter, Yo Champ Vasily Lomachenko, let's make the highest skill level fight happen. He did this with full respect, Luke. Loma needs a dance partner coming off of his close defeat to Haney that was disputed. How freaking awesome for the hardcore fan and your boy, B.C., would Shakur versus Lomachenko be? Damn!
0: I, I mean, you uh, give it to me. Yes, please. I don't. What, what could you say negative about it? Oh, I'd rather have this. I'd rather have that. Okay, fine. I'd rather have a lot of things. But would I be very happy to get something like this? You bet. No doubt about it. Please, yes, and thank you.
1: Also, Luke, to close here, Terrence Crawford did his first extended sit-down post-victory over Errol Spence Jr., and you referenced it, of course. You can see All Access uh, epilogue Saturday night on Showtime. Is that Saturday night? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. After the replay of the fight, Crawford sat down, though, with Hot 97's Ebro and Rosenberg, and they asked him about Jaron Boots Ennis on the idea of, like, what are, what are the what are the big fights available to you moving forward? The quote from Crawford was, Boots is talented, but I'm looking for bigger and better opportunities like Charlo. Luke, I believe him when he says 154, moving up, taking on Charlo, taking on Spence a second time if he has to. That's the direction he's going. We've had Tim Zhu come out yesterday and say, hey, Crawford, I'm here. I'm willing to fight you. Is this shade at Boots? Is this avoiding Boots? Or is it just, hey, man, you're not quite there yet?
0: It's, uh, it's a, and I mean, listen, I've been as high on Boots as I think a person can be. It's a hey man, you're not there yet, dude. This ain't Royman Villa, you know what I mean? Like, and obviously Boots looked tremendous in that contest, and that's an important test to pass, but this is just a complete, I mean, he, everyone's, listen, everyone plays this game where it's like, who have you fought yet? And it, everyone gets, you know, tried to undermine in that way, but in all seriousness, like relative to the kind of accomplishment Bud is, has achieved and, and the, the difficulty of the task, who has Bud fought yet? I'm oh, sorry, who has um, uh, uh, Boots fought yet? It's a fair question. Like he hasn't fought guys like this even close. Like to me, have him fighting a Thurman. Keith Thurman's just talking about stuff. You see that clip of Keith Thurman on the airplane? Yeah, that was weird. Keith Thurman sitting in coach on the airplane,
1: weird. jawing with a boxing fan who's saying, "Oh, you lost to Pacquiao." And Keith, I mean, it was weird. It was weird, dude. It
0: he goes, really he goes. I barely lost, so I'm undefeated, and I have like the I have a B L. That's a barely lost. And I'm like, dude, what are you saying? It's not, it's not sensical, but.
1: Dude, you Thurman... know beating
0: a guy like that, beating a Danny Garcia no, I know he's at one fifty four already because he moved up after the Ben through the Benavidez fight, but you know somebody in that top five yeah. I, I I mean I really believe boots has to like go in there and dominate someone like that he hasn't ha- he hasn't done that yet there's so i rumors... I, un- I completely understand why Bud wants to fight charlo, and I actually like that fight better
1: indeed and there's definitely rumors that Thurman could be headed toward a your Dennis Ugas fight this fall, which would be tremendous, especially if the winner ends up fighting boots, but I need Thurman to. Whether it's Crawford, whether it's Spence, if Spence comes back and, and, can, can, and can build. I mean, that would be at 150. Either way, I need Keith Thurman to go after a big fight at this point, Luke. He's probably got yes. one to two left in him. I need that direction there. And finally, Luke, uh, this was about four or five days ago, but I did want to get your take. Kayla Harrison of the PFL, who was out of the regular season this year. The PFL didn't add her. She's Her contract expires at the end of the year. There's no... Guarantee that she moves on and enters the PFL play or uh, sorry pay per view division they're going to launch next year. She told Mark Mundy of ESPN that she is interested in trying a soft cut down to 135 to see if she can do that. Now, mind you, she's competed at 155. One time she went down to 145 for LFA, I believe, to, to prove that she could do it. Her her victory afterwards had her saying, "I could do this like for a big fight, but not consistently." Luke, now she's saying, I actually think I may need to make a run here at 135. Let's be fair. She kind of lost some of that big leverage that she had when we were talking about her facing Cyborg or Amanda Nunes. Does, is this in your mind, her realizing that she may need to do something drastic if the UFC is really in her future, given that the 145 division may not have another day of life left to it?
0: I hate it. I mean, you could be right, but I hate it. Like Pop Quiz BC, what weight class did she win in double gold in the Olympics?
1: 152?
0: No, 78 kilos, which is 172 pounds. Oh boy. Those are the weight classes that she won gold medals in, y'all. Oh boy. 78 kilos. You know, so getting to 155, no problem. Getting to 145, tough, but doable. Going to 135 when you were a gold medalist in the Olympics at 172 pounds? I got to tell you, that I don't think that's smart at all. Now, to your point, could it be a a financial or, frankly, some kind of necessity just to stay relevant in the sport given where the matchups are and what time she has left? Yeah, the, I understand your point completely, but I would just say that is such a shame that an athlete this yeah. good and this ready to compete doesn't have any peers and so she has to absolutely destroy herself to get to a weight class where people know other names i hate it for her dude i absolutely I know, hate it
1: especially because she's a tank she is a mountain of muscle and when you cut muscle as opposed to you know bulk Luke or fat you're going to you, you you end up being weakened in most cases so it, it's going to be a really tough experiment if she goes through with it she's meant she's as mentally tough as they come but i really feel like the body has limits she should You're have been right in man. the PFL playoffs here, Luke. She should have been trying to avenge the Pacheco loss in the championship. This is what it should have been. Or, or ro- I don't know, they didn't roll out the pay-per-view Super Fight League this year. They're going to roll it out next year. Speaking of that, Luke, let's go to topic number three, because Jake Paul was on Hawani's MMA Hour live from Dallas there in the arena ahead of Saturday's fight, and he teased that he had a big MMA PFL announcement. Well, it turns out here's what it is. Highly decorated. In fact, the most highly decorated Female boxing champion in history, Amanda Serrano, a champion in seven weight classes, is going to go back into MMA, adding herself for next year to the PFL's launch of this pay-per-view super fight division, which includes Francis Ngannou, Jake Paul, uh, who am I missing here, Luke? There's potential for for, you know, cyborg if there's a if PFL buys Bellator. Maybe there's potential for Kayla Harrison. Amanda Serrano is going to do that. So a reminder, a refresher. Serrano is currently 34 years old. She'll rematch Heather Hardy in a what is just a abomination of a boxing rematch on Saturday. But she did go two wins, zero losses, and one draw in three MMA contests. Two in 2018, a third fight in 2021. This was during the time before Serrano joined forces with Jake Paul where she just couldn't get money fights on TV that mattered. She went to MMA. She fought to a very competitive draw under the Combate banner, bounced back with consecutive submission defeats, albeit against very low competition. Luke, how big of an announcement is this? Will this matter? What do you expect from Serrano going back into MMA and who the heck could be her opponents?
0: i tell you what, we always say, hey, when are boxers going to cross over and fight MMA? And I'm like, you've already seen it. You've already seen uh, how about how about a boxer who's unified not one but two weight classes try MMA? You've seen it. Clarissa, Clarissa Shields, she did that. And here comes Amanda Serrano because, again, if the market dynamics are such that they are going to get the opportunity to make as big or bigger paydays in MMA for the reasons why MMA is women's MMA is more popular than women's boxing, then you're going to see those economic incentives drive things like this. I, I don't know exactly how big it will be because... It's sort of a big sports story. I don't know that there's a lot of fan clamoring inside MMA for like, let's see what Amanda Serrano can do. I don't know exactly where that market is, but you know, I just want folks to put some respect on some of these women boxers name, like for everyone being like, oh, one of the boxers is gonna cross over. Guys, they've done it. They're doing it now. You're looking at it. Um, And I find it highly commendable. And by the way, it's a good signing for PFL. Like if you're gonna, they need to sign names of people that Generate headlines That's the most important thing Because they've gotten A fight tonight With people that just don't Um, And so Serrano Kind of solves that problem A little bit for them
1: now Serrano did take a lot of damage in her MMA debut in 2018. It was a draw with Corina Herrera. She lit her up early and then got taken down and got, you know, had to really fight through it, but she did bounce back with two submission wins. Little known, Luke, she actually has 5 victories in submission grappling does Amanda Serrano. 4 of those came on a single night in 2018 under the Grappling Industries No-Gi Jiu-Jitsu tournament. I'm not trying to say she's world class in there, but she's a gamer. She's got a little bit of experience now, she was never able to box against Clarissa Shields, whose smallest weight as a pro has been 154, and I believe Serrano's highest weight was what, 140 or 147 in boxing? I wonder, could they go in the PFL, Super Fight, MMA? Would you care about that? Would you care about the quote, Clarissa Shields against Amanda Serrano in MMA? I don't know. It's weird, but I might be into it. I might be into yeah,
0: it. Yeah, uh, same feeling. It's weird, but I might be into it. That's, I'd have to think a little bit more about that, but it, it's, this is what they need. They need clever, unusual matchmaking that somehow still captures people's attention. They, They need that strike force rub, and crazy fights like that may not do it, but that kind of thinking will get you closer.
1: Let's transition into a brief preview of what else is going on in MMA this weekend between PFL and one championship. Luke, tonight it goes down in San Antonio. PFL four, and it's sorry, PFL seven is the name of the card. It is the first round of the playoffs in the featherweight and light heavyweight divisions And in the main event, featherweights Bubba Jenkins and Jesus Pinedo. You heard me talk about that earlier on my OK bet pick. In that co-main event, Josh Silveira, the son of uh, ATT coaching legend Brazilian Shrek Luke, is going to take on Ty Flores. Now, Chris Wade also back against Gabriel Braga. Impa Kasangane is going to be in that light heavyweight tilt against Martin Hamlet. These divisions got ravaged to a large degree by the drug suspensions Luke Thomas we're kind of mentioning this in passing. Does this PFL playoff card tonight deserve more mention than just in passing?
0: No. This is, again, when people are like, who is Francis going to fight in the PFL? Like, It's like, this is what, this is why they need a pivot. Because where, yeah. where does this lead you? Again, it sounds like I'm saying these fighters are bad. That's not what I'm saying. It sounds like I'm saying you shouldn't care. That's not what I'm saying. What I am arguing is these fights are co- pretty fun. Um, there's, some, there's definitely a lot of fighters on here worthy of respect, but nothing about this is must-see. That's really the problem. Like, What is the promotional angle that's going to get the average MMA consumer to say, I need to take time out of my day to watch this, and it really just isn't any kind of hook. So if you like MMA and you just want to see good MMA, by all means you should watch tonight. But I think this is the kind of roster where it's just not a promotional bridge to anywhere.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. ESPN and ESPN Plus are the TV outlets they're streaming. But there's a better fight card, Luke, tonight in one championship. It's going to go down at Lumpinee Boxing Stadium in Bangkok, Lumpine. Thailand. But I've got breaking news about this card. Are you ready, Luke? Let me hear it. You're not prepared for this, okay? You know the normal play-by-play voice starting this season? My boy Hot Stove, Brett Stover uh, of CBS Sports fame and country music fame, Luke, who just launched his country cover version of of Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Did you check that out on Instagram?
0: I didn't, Pages? I didn't.
1: Well, Luke, he will not be there tonight in Thailand for this card. Filling in, friend of the program, combat sports announcing veteran.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the
0: Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1
1: per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Ray Flores, Luke? Wow. Shout out. Shout out for for Ray Flores, by the way. Filling in, joining Mitch Chilson and Rich Franklin in the booth. Of course, you know Ray Flores. He's called Paul Fury pay-per-views. Davis Garcia, you know his work on PBC. We work with him on Showtime. He's also been both the ring announcer, a cage announcer, and post-fight interviewer at times for PFL. So he's got that experience. He's the voice of Big Ten Wrestling on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Big opportunity here for Ray. But Luke, you were talking to me offline about this card. Plenty of sneaky matchups that MMA fans should care about.
0: It's an interesting one. I think of all the cards this weekend, obviously, you know, uh, Paul and Diaz got the biggest names. The highest quality main event is going to be Sandhagen Font. I mean, you know, in terms of MMA. But listen, listen, this is what they have going on. It's at Lumpini Stadium, which um, Lumpini and Raja Domner, and these are the two most preeminent stadiums in all of Thailand. And they have three kickboxing bouts, two Muay Thai bouts, and then two submission grappling matches along with some MMA. We're not going to go through and do a whole breakdown, but I want folks to know main event at 155. Chingiz Alazov, the guy who is the champion and lightweight for their kickboxing, is taking on Murat Gregorian, who has beaten a lot of the bigger. And I'm, not, I'm not pretending to be a kickboxing expert. I want folks to know. That's not what I'm saying, but trying to get you to understand he has beaten a lot of the top names. They were supposed to fight previously, they have fought previously, um, but this is the. Uh, I think there's still some question about, you know, settling their rivalry. Mikey Musumeci, Darth Bergetone, is going to take on Jared Brooks. Jared Brooks is the strawweight male champion out of one on the MMA side. Now Musumeci will probably destroy him, but it's a fun one that could be kind of interesting, and it's for their grappling titles as well. Taiwan Chai, who is an absolute kickboxing phenom, is taking on Davit Kiria. I was with, I, I was on a plane ride with Davit Kiria when he beat, God, who did he beat back in the day? This was like, it was it and I think it was Andy Riste. Riste? This was in Glory 14 in Zagreb. I think that's right. I can't remember, but he had... Uh, no, sorry. It was the... um. Oh, maybe that was it. I don't even remember anymore, BC. But he had just won. A, I think it may have maybe been maybe in LA. Maybe it was some other one. But he had won when he was competing for Glory. Super, super nice guy. Here he is competing on this card, as I indicated previously, against Taiwan Chai. That should be a fun bout as long as it lasts. John Lineker's on this card um, back in action, although he did lose his belt. He's taking on Jaewoon Kim, who, who at least will meet him in the middle for folks who care. Marcus Bouchesha, who by the way, 4-0, all these first round submissions, he's incredible, taking on uh, Umar Kane. You might be asking who that is. I don't know if it's pronounced rug rug or rug rug. I've heard Dude, it pronounced Roug-Roug. both ways. come on,
1: that's our guy, rug rug, man. He's yeah. a horse. Yeah, they're finally gonna meet.
0: They've tried to make this fight a number of times. They finally got down to it. Marcus Bouchesha Almeida, Bouchesha means fat cheeks in Portuguese. He is already probably capable of beating top 10 guys in the UFC just based off his athleticism and submission game alone. A guy who was, a, I think, a, a, at least a 10 or 11-time world champion through IBJJF competitions. like A guy as decorated as they come. That's Bouchesha. Dude, this still is a cool fight. Still young enough, still athletic enough. Say again?
1: This is a very cool fight. The submission expert against the just savage ground-and-pound and, and muscle-bound rug. It's kind of got some old-school pride feels to this matchmaking. It Look.
0: does, and this, of course, will be a MMA fight that you should be paying attention to. Uh, Ty Otolo is going to have a grappling match on this card, and there's some other bouts as well. The point I'm trying to make, BC, is a lot of fun fights on this card, and I'm sure I've skipped over some ones that folks care about. This is one, again, kind of taking a little piece of each of the combat sports world, putting it under an MMA promotional banner. It, it seems to work for a lot of folks. Indeed,
1: Luke. I had missed this breaking news that it's not a one-time event. Brent Stover has moved on from this position with one championship. Ray Flores has now accepted the title as your full-time play-by-play announcer Good for, for one championship MMA. Big opportunity for a guy. Well, I love both guys, by the way, but a guy we know and like a lot. So uh, shout out to Ray. Uh, his he's already got Luke platinum, you know, extreme platinum status on every airline because Ray Flores travels more than anyone in combat sports. Dude, Ray Flores is gonna do some damage in Singapore, Luke, okay?
0: You're gonna do some damage and uh, you know, get that Hezbollah gear ready. Because <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna rock it yeah. quite like Ray. Dude, but in all seriousness, gotta... congrats to Ray. He works yeah. hard. He works hard. Glad to see him getting an opportunity. And we'll see Brent if Brent Stover can, you know, continue
1: this transition, Luke, into country music, this guy, you know what I mean? Just a, making ladies cry. Just an unbelievable man, that that guy right there. All right, that was Let's awkward you for a cry. transition. Uh, Luke, we've got a new segment that's called Name That Quote. You want to set us up here? Because I'm going to be in the hot seat.
0: All right. We're going to see how this goes. I don't know how it's going to go, but here is the basic way we're going to run it. We have quotes from Nate Diaz. We have quotes from Jake Paul. And then we've also mixed in some fake quotes. I'm going to read the quote, and Brian Campbell is going to guess who said it. Seems pretty simple, right? Indeed. All right. I'm ready. Ready? Off camera... I'm like, chill and very laid back. I don't know if shy, but reserved. I'm always thanking.
1: Who said it? Nate Diaz. Is
0: that your final answer? Yes. Okay, reveal.
1: Oh, it's Jake Paul! Uh,
0: you don't sabes nada.
1: That you know problem I'm child, Luke, that problem child. Have, what do you think about the cowboy hat... And it seems like he's added more aggressive tattoos this time around, although that image isn't... He's is got
0: more one. tattoos. His tattoos are pretty good, though, I have to say. Jake Paul has good tattoos. Um, he pay, he, pay, he Jake Paul is one of the celebrities that actually pays for good tattoos, and you can tell, you know? Uh, Also, the brass knuckles thing. Uh, here's what I would say about Jake Paul. Dude, he looks way more muscular now than he did in that picture. Yeah. Don't you agree?
1: That doesn't bode well for Nate. It
0: doesn't. Yeah. Man. All right, here we go. So you're 0 for 1. Let's go to the second quote. Here we go. I don't like fake people, and that's why I don't keep fake around me. Oh, dude, that's
1: all Nate Diaz. That silhouette of him, Luke, is totally the 209. Give me Stockton, California's finest.
0: Who said it? It's fake. Oh, I thought he said that at the press
1: conference yesterday. No, I just
0: made it up this morning. I really uh, did. I made it up this morning. No, fake. You you can't tell who
1: says what. I don't know shit, Luke. I know, I know the things you've said, though. I'll never forget those about me, about <laughs> our listeners. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I said, bro, you don't stop as nada. All right, let's go to the next one. Here we go. Let's set it up. Okay. I don't come and fight for fun. I don't do that. I don't like to hurt people for fun. BC, who said it? Nate Diaz. Let's reveal. Yeah! <laughs> now, yeah. Now, here's the question as you go one for three. What was it about this quote that allowed you to say it was Nate?
1: Well, the silhouette looked the most like Nate of any of them so far. And I guessed him on the first two, Luke, and it didn't happen. And that seems like something <laughs> Nate would say. So I think I finally got one right.
0: Yeah. I, the, the thing where he, like, both Diaz brothers are pretty big on, on like fighting actually not being fun. They yes. both talk about it a lot. So that's why I put that one in there, because if you've heard Nick talk about it, he's like adamant he doesn't have fun doing it, you know? So, okay, okay. There we go. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. BC, I'm not rich by accident. Who said Well,
1: it? I don't mean to show the man behind the curtain, but that looks a lot like Jake Paul. So I guess my question is, did, did that, is that silhouette Jake Paul, or is this a fake quote? I'm going to try to outdo myself here, and say, this is a fake quote.
0: Let's reveal. Yeah! here we go! Oh, better! Okay. okay. Now, what <laughs> tipped you off that that was fake?
1: Um, it looked too obvious. It looked too obvious. The silhouette okay. wasn't hidden at all. It was obviously Jake. And the quote was kind of generic. So I think I'm learning what this game is really about, Luke.
0: All right, yeah, you know, he stumbled out of the gate, but here you go. He's starting to catch, catch a little speed on the runway. All right, next one. Here we go. This one's short and sweet. Me calling out Roy Jones is disrespectful. Who said it?
1: Uh, fake.
0: Let's reveal. It's Nate Diaz. What's the context so, here? So here, so okay, so it wasn't from yesterday, but yesterday he did say when that guy that guy derek from better yes. was like you know i can't wait for when he did all that you know bit uh, on on the microphone what did nate say nate was like he accused jake of being disrespectful i think part of the reason he kind of hates this whole thing is he just doesn't love the jake paul show yeah. right yeah so what if, there, if you go back to the original quote someone was asking him about like fights he could have or fights he could call out like what about roy Gent- Like so there are people were just naming names and his point was at the time, like, me calling out a legend like that is not even respectful to that legend. I'm not worthy, essentially. And I think there's a little bit of, like, that old-school respect that the DS team kind of operates under and then expects from others, understandably to an extent, certainly. And uh, Jake is just, like, the opposite of that, you know. Okay. All right. So how many of you gotten right? You've gotten two, two right? I think that's right. Two? So mm-hmm. we got the last one. This was a bit of a trial balloon, so it's gone quickly. We got one more for you let's see what you can do let's put it on the screen i get to do what i want and i get paid millions of dollars to do it bc who said it jake paul said that let's reveal yes it was in fact jake paul now i have to say the silhouettes mikey we got to figure out something about the silhouette we have to have a generic silhouette every time because sometimes it faked him out but sometimes it led a horse to water and then he drank
1: yeah, this horse is thirsty, Luke. You can call me Brian Campbell.
0: Are you even paying attention, BC? I mean, yeah. you got to show me a little bit of enthusiasm.
1: I'm here, Luke. I've always been here. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that was the game. Well done, BC. You seem to. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a one and done. BC didn't seem to like it, and uh, I don't know. There wasn't really a whole lot to it, was there? So that was fun. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, I tried my best, Luke, and I came up empty. But nice try, indeed.
0: You got three there. of six. You want? You want? You know, that
1: keeps you in the majors. Um, I tried to come up on top, Luke, and go undefeated, but I was dead wrong. And luckily for our listeners who hate us just as much as they love us, we also have a segment every week where we have to stand trial. Morningcombat at gmail.com. And yeah, I apologize for my low energy on that segment, Luke. I was trying. Um, I do have low testosterone, I think. My doctor said I don't, Luke, but sometimes it just feels like it, you know?
0: I think you're just depressed.
1: Uh, so we stand trial after you email Mikey at morningcombat at gmail.com. You better have receipts. You better not be pedantic. You better have good cable management. This one's called dead wrong.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: All right, Luke. Uh, this one's from Mike. Mike, the snake breeder, he calls himself. You know what you feel about people who have snakes in their house, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's exceptions to this, you know, but if you're just an average guy, like if you're a single man and you're 32 and you have multiple snakes in your house, (laughs) you don't have any women in your house. Like, that's just a guarantee, right?
1: Pretty much. Mike says, on Monday's show, while discussing the UFC throwing shade at Derek Lewis by placing him on the 291 prelims, you claim that Dana and company had his fight with the Lima slated to be the featured prelim. That's actually dead wrong. Before being bumped to the main card... Lewis's fight was scheduled as the third fight on the prelim card, not the feature slot. That's right. Okay,
0: hold on. I want to throw Mikey under the bus here because I'm not saying that this is wrong, but I Mikey and I could be wrong here too, but I do recall you writing in the chat window at the time featured prelim, which was why I said featured prelim. I was going on the on the strength of my producer who failed me.
1: Okay. Well, what Mike says was that uh UFC did the bra- ah, UFC did the okay. black beast Dirtier than you realized Oh, and speaking of Derek Lewis He has abs now You and BC need to take lessons As I'm sure both of your midsections resemble A sack of potatoes Get yeah. it together and maybe your wives Won't be repulsed by you two anymore
0: Alright, let's go a little far Don't worry about my wife there, Bucko Mike,
1: the snake breeder So Luke, I think Mike is feeling it in his feels About his own gross collection of snakes As an adult male Listen, it's it not on. my
0: fault that he loves the company of king snakes and cobras and pit vipers. I'm just saying it makes you weird. Okay? Yeah, it had
1: to be snakes, right, Mike? Wow. Uh, let's hear from Randy the White Belt, is what he calls himself. In episode 471 at 1 hour and 32 minutes, while discussing Gabriel Bonfim, BC the... The what? Hold on, i got to update Mike. Don't
0: say a racial slur.
1: BC the feces. Okay. States so that stupid. it's his, it's his first UFC fight. Bonfim fought Munera Laze at UFC two hundred and eighty three, in which he also won by guillotine, but that was of the mounted variety. Love the show, hate you both. It's Randy, the white belt. Okay, thank you. Uh, little, let's go. It's a little
0: harsh given the error, but uh, that's <laughs> the end of the game. So.
1: Uh, This is Vinny D., our final one, from Flint, Michigan. Uh, Episode 471, Luke states that Bobby Green's outfit at the press conference, that he's, quote, ready to catch fastballs and two-seamers. As an old man league baseball catcher myself, two-seamers are fastballs, bud. Also, at 2.29, Luke says, you know a guy is from Tennessee or Australia when they are doing this shit, end quote, in reference to Chandler messing with a snake on the golf course. Chandler's from Missouri, my guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but he lives in Tennessee. Fuck off. That's not, I'll take the first dead wrong, not the second. No, 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 no.
1: Although, being married to someone from Missouri, I can confirm country folk from Missouri are not above this type of behavior either. Thanks, that's gentlemen. That's fair. Love the show. Vinny D from Flint, yeah. Michigan. I
0: guess, he, I, guess he, I guess I should have said a three-seamer instead of a two.
1: So I shouldn't counter Vinny with a bottled water joke, Luke? No, no, no. We'll just let him No, leave.
0: No, okay. no, no. no. Luke,
1: our me. final, that's, a, that's dead wrong. We, t- we, stood, we stood trial, okay? We were willing to. Thank you. MorningCombat at gmail.com. Finally, Luke, so Kevin Lee retired. So we may have, we may, what is Mikey saying? You
0: said there's only two seams on a fastball. Aren't there some pitches called three seamers though? I understand I, dude, I played baseball. Yeah, There's I a four there's seam two. fastball.
1: There's a huh? four seam f- there's two seams that wind around, but there yes, is a thing I called a four dude, seam. Dude, I played baseball
0: like obviously in Little League and stuff like that. I've held a baseball, I've thrown it, I've caught it, I've hit it. I understand. But aren't there pitches that are called three seam like that's the name given to them? No, Let me look this I up. think Go there's ahead.
1: a two seam fastball and a four seam fastball. That's what I think, Luke. They're both fastballs. It's just be- dependent upon your grip. I don't think there's, a there's three, a...
0: there is a three seam fastball, so everyone can uh, f off.
1: Well, that's there lamer than a two dollar bill,
0: Luke. Okay. Yeah. So how about that? How about all of you stop? There you go.
1: Okay, Luke, the baseball genius over there. Yes. No, no, no.
0: I'm not. I know. I know next to nothing, but I've held, thrown, played baseball. I understand that <clears> you. I get well, it. Well,
1: Luke, you know you could look back and say maybe we curse Kevin Lee by calling him future champion so much to the point yeah. of retirement. Yeah, maybe. But there's a growing future champion in the sport of MMA, who has bolas, huevos as we say, Luke, who loves MK so friggin' much that he puts the emblem on his bolas, Luke. You know who I'm talking about. California's yeah. own amateur MMA sensation, P1 of MK, Christian Deguero, Luke, who came up to me at the margarita Field Las Vegas live show and said, I'm gonna be champion one day. I'm an amateur, I'm training hard. And Luke, we know what he's done. He's back Saturday. What you're looking at is his Instagram story photo, thanking all of his sponsors. And Luke, even though we don't financially sponsor Christian yet, we do sponsor his balls, apparently, from the placement here. So Luke, I wanna give you some information. This is an amateur MMA fight, featherweight division. It goes down Saturday in Commerce, California. The promotion is Spar Star Promotions, SSP. This card is SSP Fight Night 55. And if you want to watch Christian Deguero of Morning Combat fight live, you can go to SSPMMA.com. This card starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. And 5-in-1 amateur sensation Christian Deguero will be giving up 4 inches of height to 3-in-1 Dylan Morales of Ontario, California. Luke... I love me some Christian Deguero. One day I will be the coach Latori to his Afrikan champion, Mike Perry. What are your thoughts, messages, warm greetings to Deguero as he prepares for his seventh amateur fight against Dylan Morales on Saturday?
0: I would say this. I would say um, listen to your coach, follow the game plan. You've been here before. This is entirely winnable. You will win because you will go out there and you will execute. You will be careful, but you will be steady. And uh, after the fight, if you're ready to celebrate, I'll say this, BC. I'm not offering my services like I'm some genius, but as a show of generosity, here's something that happens to me all the time. I don't talk about too much. I get a lot of amateur fighters who reach out and ask me to watch tape of them. It happens all the time. Um, So if Daguerre wants me to look at some and offer feedback, which, of course, I can understand where he would say, fuck off, I don't need you. Then I understand that as well, but I'm merely offering if that's something that he is interested at win or lose um, with that. But more importantly, just a word of advice: you're ready, you're gonna do it, you're yeah. prepared. Follow the game plan, be steady, be strong, and then go get your hand raised. We're proud of you.
1: The product of Black House MMA in California, Luke Christian Tagaro. Uh, I see him on Instagram all the time. Uh, follow him, MK fans, if you don't already. Uh, get some. Get some. Get some good love and warm greetings behind this guy because he's coming on. And Luke, I mean, that's so, how awesome is it that he literally got himself an MK patch and he wears it right where it matters most to represent us. We gotta represent him. I love this guy. I love yeah, this guy. Yeah, and
0: the best part is we don't have to pay a dime. We that's really have it. figured this out the best that's way. That's it, you know? that's been fantastic.
1: Uh, Luke, that's our show. For this week, uh, for this Friday, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, Saturday night after Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul on his own pay-per-view. You can catch your morning combat instant analysis with me. Birthday boy Luke Thomas will be celebrating 4-4 with his family. And Luke, what else you got?
0: I got breaking news for Christian Deguero. Uh Uh-oh. Ready to hear this? Yep. From Average Joe Art on Twitter. Someone tell Christian Deguero to get at me. I'll create his first t-shirt artwork for free. Man is going to be a world champion. Wow. So we got to put these guys in connection together and then he can get some great artwork. Indeed.
1: Future champion Christian Deguero is coming on. No doubt about it. Love to see it. Indeed. Reminder also, Luke, I'm here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Showbox. The new generation is back with a triple header, Jordan White versus Aridson Garcia in the main event, 130 pounds, Raul Marquez, Barry Tompkins, your boy BC, Steve Farhood, the Hall of Famer, will be part of the broadcast team. I am so looking forward to it. There was a purity, Luke, in Showbox that is reminiscent of like intense college basketball or you know intense high school football. It's a little bit more pure because these guys are fighting hard to have their moment. Last time we were in this building earlier this year, David Stevens rallied in the final round against Sean Hemphill to score one of the most dramatic come-from-behind knockout wins in Showbox history. I'm looking for the magic again tonight, so I know a couple of donks have reached out and said they're in the area. They're going to come say hi. Thank you. We appreciate you. Check it out. If you don't have Showtime, why not try 30 Days for free? You can watch me tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to Showtime.com. Thank you very much. Mikey Mormal, our great pro- uh, producer behind the scenes at CBS Sports. Linda, thanks for directing. Luke, you want to send us out of here? Do you want to say anything nice to anybody?
0: Enjoy your weekends. Catch BC's uh, Paul Diaz post-fight stream. Should be a lot of fun. We'll be back on Monday with a big old reaction. I'll let you guys know how Oppenheimer is. And uh, I guess oh, we're I'm out of here. Oh, I'm going on
1: vacation. So- Luke, I'm going on vacation next week. so. Oh, yeah, right. So we'll see what happens, what the show looks like. You're going to have some replacements in? Some friends of the program. We'll
0: have some stuff for everyone to to get ready. So don't worry about that. All right. Um, Uh, We we love
1: you, folks. Take care of yourselves. Protect your head, okay? Put yourself first. Mental health, let's do it. We can get through this. Yes, even this trial. We got this. uh, Great fights this weekend. Enjoy them. One championship, PFL, UFC, all that. And then some tall, pale, and handsome, your boy, BC, LT, checking out. We love you. But this is the end of the show. I'm done.